0: Welcome to the Whiskey Congress, honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it.
1: Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey.
0: In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution.
1: Whiskey Congress is back in session. Stephen and I are together in the Cleveland studio. Um, It's a we're rare on time. We've been both struggling with schedules lately, so it's nice to be uh, back in our sort of routine. Um, how you doing? Good, 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 good. Excellent. Here in one piece. Woke up this morning, so can't complain. Right. We both worked out this morning. Yes, we did. So We're not together. Not together. Nope. Not, um, did not do the same thing. No, we did not. I guarantee you, we did not. But uh, um, anyway, uh, the story I think we got to start with is this um, IDF acknowledging that they killed three Israeli escaped hostages. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to the story unfold basically in real time. I was driving around. I had, I think it was CNN, but I had one of the news stations on, and literally information was coming in. And first it was, you know, three hostages killed, three hostages' bodies found, then three hostages were killed, and then, oh, and it was killed by the IDF, Mm -hmm. which they acknowledged. So there's no... I mean, there's plenty of spin going around because I've heard a lot of the Israeli uh, Defense Force spokespeople saying, well, if Hamas hadn't attacked us, we wouldn't have done this. But this story to me is so fucking horrific for so many reasons. And there have been multiple instances in history where, like, a few individuals' deaths become the. I don't want to. don't know what word to use, but the visual for a war. There was a, a Vietnamese. So, uh, an accused Viet Cong officer who got shot and executed on live TV. Literally, they sentenced him, and and everyone saw it. It was kind of the symbolic moment. Have you seen the the image? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it was pretty dramatic, and it was like one of the first times where you had yeah, to see how so ugly let me just the war stop was. You. This won't be <clears throat> that. But no. No. Uh-
0: four-hour cycles, there's always something um, with the amount of just shit that is going right. on across the world, this will get lost, um, and it's the, you know, the the unabashed support for Israel, no matter what, um, from the U.S. and other countries and, and spokespeople, political media not wanting to bash Israel, everything else, this won't become that. Like, for some people, it will, they will try, but i don't think this will have the same like impact as you know well, some of those images that right. you're talking about it, whether, and those were
1: captured live on tv like people saw them here we just know what happened right. and but it's still fucking horrific no it, it it it
0: absolutely is i'm not diminishing it i'm just saying where where we are right now with like in, in at this point in time i don't th- i uh, now look i would love to be wrong and i would love for this to be the catalyst that gets the the right people in power to say, okay, enough is enough. We need to figure out a ceasefire. We need to stop what is happening there. But the reality is, is that those IDF soldiers walking down the street, they see three people coming out in the stories. I've read multiple stories that they were basically stripped down to their underwear, waving a a white flag, and the IDF just was like, well, done,
1: shot, killed, dead. And I've heard the same story yeah, from multiple sources. Right. Yeah. And
0: and that's that's horrific. Like so even even if they weren't their own you know the people that they were going there to save quote unquote right even if they were Palestinian even if they were Hamas even if even if they were the Hamas soldiers who pulled off something on October 7th if they're stripped down naked or you know in their underwear waving a white flag you don't shoot them. Right? Like I, I you don't need to be a special forces trained operator to know that someone's coming at you naked with a white flag. You don't fucking shoot them. And like, again, what Hamas did on October 7th, horrific, right? But what Israel is doing in response is equally as horrific. I'm sorry. It just is right. Like, I mean, they're just indiscriminately killing people. And how, how is this not that, how is this not indiscriminately killing people? Right, like Israel can say whatever they want to say about how pissed off they are about October seventh, but that doesn't shooting anything that walks that isn't dressed like an IDF soldier. That just doesn't. That's that, That's not the rules of engagement. That's not what. That's just not it.
1: Well, I think the problem is the rules of engagement seem to be shoot first, ask questions later. And these three individuals well, they, they, which which they, i'm not saying yeah is appropriate. Like, I mean, clearly Israel's just fuck all that right yeah like we're
0: just like we're, we're going to and, and they could say what they want at this point i don't know how they could say otherwise other than their whole goal is just to eliminate everyone on that side of the line right and so if you're if you're an israeli and you're being held hostage then like i don't know i i don't I, good luck yeah. is, is they're saying, in in look, I, I, you know, again, I'm not being anti-Semitic, but I'm saying like, look, this is, I, I, how else do you describe what that is, right? You've got, you know, a number of soldiers walking down the street, you've got three people in their underwear waving a white flag, the soldiers kill the people in their underwear and the white flag. Doesn't matter who those people waving the white flag were, that is unacceptable, right? And the fact that they're trying to spin it to say, well... If they hadn't attacked us then we wouldn't have done that particular thing like if they if the Hamas hadn't attacked you you wouldn't have killed your own hostages what like what? you know the people that you were going there to save you wouldn't have murdered like
1: what? I mean not not to you know be unAmerican if you're not you're not anti-Semitic I'm not un American but when we try to justify all the shit we did in Iraq with stacking n- nude soldiers on top of each other having them attacked by German shepherds and all that shit. We tried to spin it on with, well, we got attacked in 9-11. <laughs> hey, we weren't attacked by Iraq, but that's a whole side conversation. But yeah, they're using... Right. It, in, wasn't, it wasn't acceptable then. Correct. Right.
0: And, you know, at least people did get in trouble for that. Right. Where... I don't, like, what level of accountability is going to be, uh, are these soldiers going to be held to, right? Are they going to be held to? Like, you know, I mean, Israel's going to say whatever they need to, to try to, you know, get out of it, try to minimize it, try to get past it. But, you know, will there be any sort of accountability for those soldiers? I don't know. Um, Even if there is, I don't feel any. accountability for it. I mean, it doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it better. Does, I, I won't say, oh, okay, well, you know. But at least, at least, there's some form of justice there for them. Um, you know, for because those people literally didn't do anything wrong. They literally got kidnapped. Then they were they managed to to, to break free and they're tr- they're trying to just get home.
1: And you fucking kill them in the street. And that's what really shook me. Like as I'm listening to this unfold, because I can only imagine what it's like to be held in captivity by Hamas in an area that's getting bombed senseless for a month and a half.
0: And like, and then you escape. You escape, you know where you got to get to, and it's far, especially when you're sh- naked your and shoeless yeah. and in your underwear or whatever, but you're just like, look, it's not that far, we can make it, right? And then you see what you think are people there to save you, and you're like, holy shit, here they are, they're here, we're going to make it, and then they kill you. Like, that. that's just fucking awful. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. It It, just. I don't care who, who pulled the trigger. There, there's no. It. it, It's just fucking awful.
1: Again, I agree completely. And as I was listening to the story unfold, I was putting my mind in that as as best as I can, which I can't, obviously. But um, yeah, you know, you know, and all the collateral
0: freedom, all the collateral damage, absolutely. Again, is horrific. Right, just dropping bombs indiscriminately. Um, You know, people. Catching shrapnel or whatever, and you know, innocent, you know, people starving because they know, don't people, have food. <laughs> all of it is horrific, but just you know, the mind of those people, like, all right, we got out. Like, let's just make sure we got a white flag so they know what's going right. on. Oh, look, it's the people that we need to save. Oh, no, they're, they're they're aiming guns. At. Oh, no, they're pulling. Oh, game yep. over. Yeah, right? it just. I mean, it, it, it's 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 horrific. And then you know, going back to what we talked about last week with the UN with the U.S. vetoing the you know, fire, UN yeah. call for ceasefire, and then this happens. It, it's just like you know, some of that blood has got to be on the U.S.'s hands as well, because you know, at least you could have been on the right side of this and said, "Look, we voted with the UN to call for a ceasefire." Whether Israel was going to listen to the UN on that is neither here nor there. The point is, you at least want to be on the right side administratively of history, right? Like, you at least want the records to show, like, look, we wanted this to stop before something like this happened, and yet it happened anyway. That's a whole different thing than, yeah, we didn't even vote for the ceasefire. We actually vetoed it. I was going to say,
1: that's the key. right? You said it, but that needs to be emphasized. Right. We didn't just not participate in trying right. to achieve peace, we said, nope. Right. You know, and then and then this happens
0: I, I again. So that means that there has to be some blood on our hands with this specific incident.
1: Now, we talked about this last week, and I would say that our vetoing of a, a UN recommendation for a ceasefire has not gotten a lot of play in the media. I mean, I watch all kinds of shit, and I stumbled across the story, and you had to verify it while sitting across from me last week, this story is barely told in the U.S. I guarantee you it's getting told in Iran, in Iraq, in Saudi Arabia. I guarantee you it is front page news. Hey, the U.S. kiboshed this uh, attempt at a ceasefire.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and you have to wonder, you know, to that point, like, you've got the U.S. kiboshes, the, you know, puts the Nixon's there. Then this happens... You, you know, you, you have to wonder the the impact that has on other Middle Eastern countries, other Arab Muslim countries that are kind of, you know, sitting on the fence, just like, what do we do here? What do we do here? Right. What do we do? And I can't imagine that they're looking at this and thinking we're going to continue to stay
1: out of it. And, and I've, I've seen so many stories where the U.S. is trying to draw um, Arab countries, Muslim countries into our side to try to promote peace. And if I'm them, I'm looking at you going, fuck right off. (laughs) Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, and again, it's just, uh, the goal here should be to stop literally killing people. Yeah. All right. And figure out (laughs) how, wouldn't seem that complicated, would it? Right. Like let's, let's figure out like, all right, let's stop killing people. And so that means Israel stop shooting um, and dropping bombs and you know now if if israel stops and hamas keeps going then it's just like all right well shit i mean what is israel yep. supposed to do but let's at least give it a chance right and and build it around like all right we need a solution to this like we don't want this to play out where you basically wiped out almost any palestinian that didn't was that wasn't able to flee and then now you all you have is just the 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 you know charred remains of what was you know Gaza, and and you know, but well, there's there's no indication like any of that, anything like that is coming anytime soon. And you would hope that this would spark it, right? Where somebody uh, right. somebody in the Israeli government, were like, all right, now this has gone too far. We need to, but nope, nope, nope,
1: going to keep on running and gunning. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, it it is that bad, and it's it's why. You don't go to war when you don't have to. Now I do respect that Israel. They had was a, to. They, they, I, Person, respect they, I respect that. I respect that. They had to. Like you can't. Like you can't get attacked that way. Right. And not I mean, respond. I've got I my
0: criticisms it. of Israel on that. Like, you know, we got confirmation that they knew that something was coming. They didn't act on it. I have my theories on that. They they say, oh, it was, uh, you know, it was a faux pas. It was. A, it was a mistake. We missed it. You know, everybody makes mistakes. I find that hard to believe. I personally I just think that's hard to believe. I think they, they knew it was coming and they said we're gonna let it happen and then once it happens, it's gonna give us the excuse that we need to wipe Palestine off the map. Right? Like that's what I feel. I don't know that for a fact. Obviously I haven't talked to anybody in the Israeli government to confirm that. That's just my opinion, my feeling. Um, and they're they're going through with it. And nothing's going to stop them at this point until they until Israel is satisfied. That they've made their point and they've cleared out enough of the Palestinian people and Hamas because I think they see them as one.
1: And right. well, men, like that, women, yeah, children, whatever. Yeah. And I, I, my only pushback is, I never discount uh, incompetence. So sometimes people just do fuck up that badly, and neither is. I don't know. If that's better. <laughs> actually it is better cuz it means you just suck at your job and you didn't maliciously let something happen to your people except but, for the Israel the Israelis don't suck at their job. Well, see, but they I don't. wouldn't have thought I wouldn't have thought they our don't. intelligence
0: was that bad until 9/11. Our intelligence okay. wasn't bad. We we it, let's not act like we didn't like we didn't have hints, clues whatever. Right? You go and you do a deep dive on 9/11. It's not like we didn't know something was oh. up. Right? No, no. Like I mean, Richard, I've read,
1: I've read Richard Clark's book.
0: Okay, so, <laughs> like,
1: I mean, like, let, let's not like, you know,
0: like, okay. they, there were... there were. But there was these,
1: plenty of incompetence around 9-11. Uh, bad choices, yeah. sure.
0: Um, but, uh, you know, on on this, I just, I just don't buy the incompetence. I'm sorry. Right. No, like, with again. being who you are, where you are, what you're surrounded
1: by, what the threat of that actually yeah. means to you, you... you Really? Now, that's a good point. Because, Come on. Because Israel lives under constant threat. We didn't realize we were under real threat Wait, until th- we got we, hit. We Fair. got, we, we, we got, I mean, like, whoa, the last thing that happened
0: to us was Pearl Harbor.
1: No, right. there was right. the bombing of the, uh, the World Trade Center bombing when the guy drove the van in. Right, that, but, were, I mean, was, small-scale uh, attacks. Right.
0: Small-scale yeah. attacks. You had Oklahoma City, but that was, you know, domestic Domestic, yeah. But none, none, nonetheless, we, we were, we had gotten lazy. Yeah, I agree with okay? that. Israel... I'm sorry, you're right, not you, not I'm, not lazy, right like because because they can't be, no, you're right. right. Like I, we, we got I'm, a long there's a big ass ocean between us and our worst enemies right there's there's continents and oceans between yeah. us, right whether it's whether it's somebody from the Middle East or China or you know Russia, I mean Russia, whoever, and like we're it's we're positioned differently. Israel, just where they are geographically, where their enemies are geographically, literally all around them, landlocked. All right,
1: I'm taking the standing eight count here. <laughs> I'm acknowledging <laughs> your point. Okay, let's so let's move on to somebody else taking the standing eight count. Um, uh, take it in the ass. And we'll, up well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that after this. Rudy gets hit for 148 million dollars that he does not have. Rightfully so. Um, fuck now Fuck look, him. He listen,
0: Rudy Giuliani down in Georgia goes after two election workers, and, you know, leaves a charge on just eviscerating these two women, right? Um, you know, saying that they were, you know, like stealing votes and ballots and-, and
1: Smuggling in state smuggling, ballots and Doing shit. Yes. all
0: this other stuff. They had no proof of it. Um, you know, it took the jury, I think, all of two hours to come back with a verdict in this particular case. They hit him with $148 million. I think the women were asking for like $24 million apiece, um, and everyone's like, that's so much. They were just election workers. And the woman told a just a gut-wrenching story of how she can't get a job anywhere down there. She went to a Chick-fil-A to get a job. And the manager at Chick-fil-A asks her a few questions, turns around to his computer, brings her up, and brings a picture of her up, and it just it's a giant picture that says fraud basically across her face. You know, so she doesn't get that job. And she's terrified to go out by herself. She says she's received death threats. Um, you know she's she's just afraid to be in public. and she's seeing a therapist and she has panic attacks being in public alone because people have come after her and threatened her. Uh, and you hear something like that, and it's just like, oh, this woman just did her fucking job, right? yeah. and and they decided, right? Rudy Giuliani, Trump, Maga, everyone else just says, Hey, we're going to come up with this bullshit. Hey, you, you're, you're do- Hey, look at you. You're, you're moving a box, and we have it on video. And, and we're going to say that there's fake ballots in that box. We have no proof. We have no evidence. But it goes with our story that the election was stolen. So we're going to turn this into a whole thing. There's no repercussions for us. We can say we can do what we want. We're above the law. We put these judges in play, blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, now the chickens have come home to roost. Rudy, his apartment in New York, which is worth about $6 million, is up for sale. That's whatever it sells for. Most of that money is going to go to these women. The money that he gets on his different his podcasts and his YouTube and all other shit, a lot of that money is going to go to them. Rudy's going to be bankrupt. I suspect he will be filing for bankruptcy no later than quarter two of 2024. Um, you know, and these women, these women basically will be in his pocket until he dies. Right. And even probably after.
1: I was going to say, it's going to come from his estate. This and, dude is looking
0: And he's not, bad. I mean, he, they're never going to see $148 million, but they'll, I mean, they should get at least enough money to, to start new lives, hopefully somewhere else, right? Oh. I mean, well, I hate Atlanta. I hate, I do. So uh, hopefully they can go, just move out of the state, right? Like, I, I mean, I don't know where to go. I don't know, go to Montana, right? Like, go out there and Kevin Costner and Yellowstone. I, I don't know what to tell you, but, like, get the fuck out of Georgia. Go, just start your lives over and um, you know, money doesn't fix everything. But if it buries Rudy Giuliani, um, and it gives these women a, an opportunity, even if it's not the full 148 million, um, you know, even if it's just a fraction of that, right? You know, I mean, shit. Even if they only get 10 percent of that, that's still what almost 14, almost 15 million dollars. So you know, split between them. I think they can figure that out. You hope. Um, but you know, Rudy Giuliani just the fall of this guy. Now there's plenty of people who were around him in New York and people from New York, like yourself. Um, You know, I got a friend of mine, big J out in uh, Kansas city, who's another New Yorker. And most of my, most of my friends and acquaintances from New York, just like, look, dude was a fucking fraud from the get go, you know, just surprised, you know, and a lot of people aren't even surprised that this is where he's at. They're just like, this is who he has been the whole time. But 9-11 covered up a lot of warts because of the, he, he st- stepped he, up he in did. the moment. He did. And and he played his cards right for that five-year period, I would say, right, from 9-11 until
1: after. And, and then, then he got it, free drinks off it for a very fucking long time. Right. So he, he capitalized free, off of it. Right.
0: And then and then it seems like he drank all those free drinks at once <laughs> and then got into
1: bed with Trump. And now here he is, right? And, and there's two pieces of irony about this that I, I can't help but bring up. But the fact that Rudy... This whole thing in Georgia, even if they won, even if they said Georgia was not rightfully going to Biden, they still don't win the fucking election. Right. So you're fighting a battle that even if you win, you've still lost. Yep. Um, And so how a guy who's allegedly smart enough to become a lawyer, a mayor, you know... A prosecutor for the Southern District of New York, which is hilarious that he's gone from being a federal prosecutor to being federally prosecuted. Yes, um, it's amazing. It, how that it, shit it, it really is. Uh, it's um, old west shit. Like, are you a lawman or a criminal? Because sometimes it's hard to tell the fucking difference.
0: Yep. And 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 here he is. And like I said, no, uh, you know, like again, like I, like I said, I hope this buries him financially. Um, you know, and, and he's got a, you know, and then he puts out, you know, he puts out a video. Well, you know, I stood on my principles and my dad would be proud of me and Jesus is proud of me. I'm like, I don't know your dad. He may be proud of what you've become and shame on him. And I think you're, you might be stretching
1: that Jesus yeah. thing a little far, <laughs> but y- y- you know. He's such a religious guy in general yeah. that, uh, all right. So other people getting fucked. So <laughs> literally
0: we have a congressional staffer Aiden Mass Ch- 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 Ch-
1: Sir I hope I know he's hoping you do mispronounce his name <laughs> Yeah well maybe not I don't know I mean
0: th- like so this this congressional staffer he uh, he works for Ben Cardin uh Democrat out of Maryland and uh, a video leaked of the staffer getting railed in the ass uh, in the Senate hearing room um over somebody's desk and um it, it's it's i mean the video the pictures are very
1: explicit um i'm not upset that i have not seen them
0: yeah i i didn't realize what was happening right like so i was going through our feed and i see this guy like in like a leather jockstrap bent over i'm like what in the actual fuck Right. This is this is not my personal Twitter. I don't have weird <laughs> shit like that on Whiskey Congress. Um, <laughs> and or that, you kind
1: of just admitted to having gay porn on your personal account, which I don't do. Well,
0: here's the deal. Like, so you follow some of these uh, adult entertainment accounts, and they put all sorts of shit out there, right? So, but this is so I told. So this is uh, no, I, it is what it is. I mean, I, you I, know, I whatever. I, I, I know that was not an apology. Uh, I'm no, I, I listen. I don't apologize for uh, much of anything. So anyway, <laughs> you've got this congressional staffer, Aiden Maszczurowski. I think last week or the week before, he had yelled at Max Miller, who is a congressman here out of Ohio. Um, yelling at him about uh, you know like miller's support for israel and this guy is screaming about free palestine and then he pulls this i guess the guy has a, a reputation i guess he has his own private twitter uh, i guess it was open to the public and it was very explicit pornographic a lot of gay porn all that other stuff um, His Has been known to be has been boned. Yes, he has. <laughs> um, has been known Freud. to be very sort of you know over the top and and outlandish. And then he took it to a whole new level with this. Um, not sure what happens. I have to imagine he should be fired,
1: right? If, if he th- should be fired, he should be given the chance to resign. And then get what? fired. If he's, fuck yeah, but, that! He should be fucking fired. I give a Fuck this!
0: He needs a chance to resign. Fuck that! He should be fired. I, I, if I, you can't I, get I, fired for getting fucked on a desk in this on the Senate hearing floor, my God, what the
1: fuck do I have to do to get fired? The, there have been two incidences in my career where people I worked with got caught on camera having sexual relations in the facility, and in both cases it was. We are accusing you of this. Do you want to resign? No. Click the button. Okay, we resign now. And I I expect that's how this will go. Okay. And and literally it was like, no, that didn't happen. And they hit the button of the videotape. We're like, you want to keep watching? Because we know how this went. Like, look, the the video is all
0: over the internet. And it's just like, look... is this you? Uh, <laughs> right? Like, I'm not giving you a chance to resign. You're fucking fired. Right? Uh, I, I, like, I mean, come on. I, right? I, look, I'm not going to put up a
1: fight. I don't, you're yes. right. I mean, come on,
0: right? Like, if we can't fire somebody for getting fucking, I don't care if it was gay or whatever, right. right? Like, I mean, whoever it is, right? Like, if you're fucking on the Senate hearing room floor in a place where someone else has to sit, like, look, I, I am into sex. I think it's fucking great. Right, but you can't do like yeah. I can't fuck somebody on someone else's desk and just be like, well, good luck with that. Right, the old like George we...
1: Costanza, the old.
0: Was that wrong? Come on, I got to plead a yeah, defense here come because on. like I, it just it, it, it's it, you know, and this is one of those things like in you know, this guy is outspoken, you know, progressive, and you know, LGBT, right? All all that other shit. Like, look, man, I'm not saying you need to be a perfect angel, but
1: you can't just literally throw it in the face. Of literally and, and, everybody else, and and this goes back to a point I've made a hundred times. In today's world, there are video cameras everywhere. Dude, like, they it, didn't
0: get this from a security camera. They got some guy. The guy who was who's fucking railing them recorded it. <laughs>
1: like, what you know? What's the point of fucking in the Senate hearing room if you're not going to record it? I, well, I mean, look, look, go big or go home. <laughs> that's where I'm going with this.
0: But, I mean, come on, right? <laughs> like, just like it's, it's not like it's some secret camera stuff. caught him,
1: right? Like, they, okay, like he caught so, himself. Yeah, I didn't. Actually, in one of my other stories, the guy literally video recorded himself on a company phone getting a blowjob um, and then showed coworkers to brag about it. And they were like, "Um, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Fucked up one of my projects big time.
0: Yeah, I mean, now, look, is this... uh, Now, conservatives are all over this and saying, like, this is who the Democrats are and they're devil, Satan, evil, falling away from God. Like, come on, right? There was just a story about the the moms for liberty or whatever and the head of the GOP being involved in some sort of threesome. The guy might have raped the girl, but he recorded it and he can prove it was consensual. But... I mean, like, look...
1: This is a bipartisan issue.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, exactly. Like, I mean, it's a bipartisan issue of, of, uh, you know, the situation with the Republicans and the Moms for Liberty and the the head of the GOP. Like, look, you guys want to have threesomes? I don't care, right? What what I do care about is you lecturing people about uh, family values and all this other stuff, but then you're participating in all this other shit. Like, look, I do what I do, but I don't go lecturing people about right and wrong and the Bible and, and abstinence and all that other bullshit, Right. Do do whatever. But like just, you know, walk the walk, talk the talk. Right. And and they're doing the opposite of that. But yet now these same conservatives and these Republicans are coming out and saying, oh, look, this is what the Democrats are. This is what they do. And, you know, it's it's fodder. They're using it now. Anyone who's paying attention knows like is looking at some of these people calling us out like, you know, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, don't say anything. Right, Like we know about your little exploits with your husband and cheating and the CrossFit guy and all the other stuff. So zip it, right? Lauren Bovar,
1: shut the fuck up. We saw your guy off in public. And that, that,
0: that's not even the worst one, right? Like, I mean, like with, with some of the shit you know, like that's been thrown out there about her. So I, you know, it just it just shows you where where we are, and it just gets harder and harder to believe that we could turn this thing around, get to some sense of normalcy, or get to some form of what this country should be and how it should operate, like it it feels more and more every day like this thing is gonna have to get burned down and then rebuilt. Now, people say that, you know, like you got all these conservatives that are basically begging for right? like every word out of every other word out of their mouth is the civil war, and you know they're prepared for all this other stuff. but look, if this goes down that way where you' you end up in some sort of actual civil like, you think that's just going to be over in a couple of days, and then all of a sudden it's just going to be a conservative, Republican-ruled country where everyone goes to church every weekend and everything stays normal? Get the fuck out of here! Right? It's going to be yeah. long and terrible, and, and and most of us won't live and, to and, see. And murky because no one's
1: going to really know who's right. on the I mean, yeah,
0: like this is this is you know, I mean, if if that's what you truly want, and then, then you like you don't want. You don't want a country. You don't want right. stability. You just you just want the chaos, right? Like in in Batman when when uh, uh, what's his name uh, Alfred is talking to, to to Bruce Wayne and just saying like, look, some people just want chaos, right? And I think you have a lot of people like that on the side of the GOP, and I think you got some people like that on the progressive, liberal, democratic side that they thrive in chaos. They thrive when things are not stable. They thrive when they, when people don't trust and people are questioning everything. So the murkier it gets, the more chaos there is, the more questions there are, those people can kind of rise to the top because no one is really holding anyone accountable. And so the murkier and the shittier things get, the more energy and the more power that they get, and then you've just got chaos all around, and then they continue to thrive, even though it has literally destroyed the country or hurt everyone those particular people feel that they've achieved their goal, whatever that goal may be, if they even
1: have one, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, that's, I think the best point is, do they have one? No. They know that they think right now, Joe Biden's ruining America and he's doing it on purpose. And it's because he's a communist and all that nonsense. And
0: how many people even believe, or like a lot of these people, do they even believe that? Or I think a lot of them do. I mean, I think a lot of the, the followers, Voters, citizens, people, whatever, believe it, but the people at the top. Oh no! They I think their their whole thing is just like fuck it. I, I like, our whole th- their whole thing is to stay in power, and the easiest way for them to stay in power is to make sure that things stay
1: ch- chaotic. I I agree with that. I just think that there's a lot of people that you would meet on the street who believe that you know yeah, the I, Democrats' I, yeah. sole goal is to destroy America. It's because they hear it from people who benefit from that maintaining, whether it's whether it's uh, political figures or, or media figures, and I'm going to do this and you're going to get mad for a second, but you'll get over it, um, we talked earlier about how Rudy believed he could do anything, say anything with impunity. A big reason he believes that is because he watched his boss do it, and he's fucking doing it again. Trump told a story the other day claiming a general came up to him and said, I've been on a battlefield on the hill next to soldiers and the bravest thing I've ever seen was you debating Hillary after the grab by the pussy tape came out. Um, this is one of those things where, if you want to challenge me, you can say, you don't know that that didn't happen, and I can't prove it didn't, but I know it didn't, and so does everyone else who's using their fucking brain. I, we don't even need to go into detail on it, other than he continues to say idiotic, lunatic things and not get held accountable. I don't ever do the... Well, I always bitch about the whole, what if someone else did this shit? And this is just another example of that. How the fuck can he get away with saying this shit? And the answer is, he always has. Okay, thank you for not uh, shutting me down. And I presume you'd like to move on. Um, well,
0: look, I, I mean, I'll say this. Like, it, it it speaks to a broader issue, right? And it's not just Trump, right? Like, so Trump tells this story, which feels very bullshit. Um, but you also have you know, Tommy Tuberville, right? Tommy Tuberville was holding up all these promotions because of, you know, his concerns over the military's stance on abortion and, and you know, uh, female soldiers being able to get abortions and all this other stuff. But I was listening to, uh, you know, a retired lieutenant general or some, something. I don't lieutenant know. Colonel. Or uh, he, he was a right. retired high-ranking military yes. person. And his thing was... You know Tuberville, just completely disrespected and and just shat upon the the men and women who he he was who he was holding up uh, their promotions because you know Tuberville basically called them all pencil pushers, right? Like oh these people they're they're not fighting the wars. Right. Like they're, they're just they're guys that sit at a desk. I was a football coach. I coached yeah. all these hours on and the all field all stuff. Right. <laughs> and you know, this, 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 you know, retired military person is making a point like, look, every one of those people that you held up at some point was on the battlefield, right. And made an impact, which is how they got to this point where they can be in a position to be promoted to a general to these positions of leadership in our military How dare you, you know, completely disregard everything that they've done to this point so that you can make your political statement? How dare you put our military and our country and our defenses at risk? And you did, because there were things that could not happen because we didn't have the right leadership in place because of what you were doing, right? We've got two wars going on. We've got China that's chomping at the bit to do something and we are not ready for domestic attacks between borders that are open on the north and south ends of the country not to mention the fact that we can't control our coast and you're holding up promotion you're holding up leadership positions from everything from the navy to the coast guard to the army to the marines and and you you, you want to sit there and make your comparisons to you being a football coach to men and women that have fought and damn near given their lives for this country how dare you
1: yeah. Oh, right. Yeah.
0: And then and going back to Trump, Trump, you know more than the generals? Oh, Trump someone is t- someone told you that you're the, the that you you debating Hillary is the bravest thing they've ever ever seen. Either Trump, you're full of shit, or that person that you talked to was full of shit. But either way, I don't fucking buy it. If they actually told you that, then they fucking lied to you, right, for whatever reason, and that person isn't worth their fucking the weight of the medals on their fucking shirt on their on their jacket. But I don't believe anyone said that to him. I, am a, I, I, don't, I, do do I do not believe, believe that no anyone chance. in the military gave a flying fuck about Trump debating Hillary.
1: And to go out of their way, like, how, first of all, how do you get access to a general when you're not even, he was in, he was campaigning? So if the if story is true, he's campaigning. You can't just walk up and say, hey, general, how you doing? You know, Trump.
0: Well, I mean, the general can walk up to him. Yeah, because they do that all the time. I agreed. I, I, I th- again, I think it's all bullshit. But I mean, you know, I mean, look, look, yeah. look. All I right. mean, if a general wants to talk to you, a general is going to talk to you. Sure, I have, sure. I have personally found that out, that out uh, the very direct way.
1: Okay, well, you were at West point? Um, uh, Trump was no, not oh. not
0: after. Oh, okay. The whole thing with the SBIR thing and the
1: uh, Air Force
0: thing when they called us in.
1: Okay, I don't remember the. Oh, thing. maybe I didn't. Oh, well. all right. Where, where <laughs> but probably, either way, be, if a general wants to down. fucking
0: talk to you. Like, if the general wants to talk to me, they fucking get to me, and I know for damn sure they can get to Trump. True. Right? Not to say that I'm hard to get to, but, I mean, come on. Like, yeah. but, point Having being, said that it didn't horseshit. happen.
1: It's <laughs> um, All right. So, we just did a three-minute debate right. about something we both know is horse shit. Um, um, all right. So, staying with, uh, p- with politics, Hunter Biden has been indicted. He's facing a shit ton of additional charges with a substantial potential prison term, and... He was being dared by Republicans to testify uh, in a closed session. And he basically came out, and I give him credit for this, came out and said, no, I'll testify, but I want this public. And I guess when you've had the whole world see a picture of your dick covered in cocaine with a hooker snorting off of it, there's not much that's going to embarrass you. But I do respect him for saying, I'm not letting this happen behind closed doors and let bullshit come out about what this was. So you want to talk, bitches? Let's talk. Let's drop the gloves, center ice, and go. And I, I'm giving them credit.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it's always curious when Congress wants a closed session versus an open one. Now, I would argue that if they're posing this as a deposition, depositions aren't public. They're typically held in private. Um, so it, it all depends on what we're calling... Session and that that does matter, right? I mean, because there, there are actual legal definitions of different things. Now, again, this is congressional, I was gonna say it's not but, exactly, but the they, same. They, they, they still have different, you know, Congress still does depose yeah. witnesses, and that typically happens in private. So, if this is a deposition, like it, it would have been recorded, right? Still, and you know, people would have access to it after the fact, maybe not in real time. Uh, and look, I'm not necessarily saying that Hunter Biden was wrong or that, you know, the Republicans are right for throwing a temp- temper tantrum about him, you know, wanting this or whatever, um, because in the end, I, I don't – one, I don't care. Hunter Biden is a person who has never held an office in in in, in our government, right. right? Like, I mean, his dad is the president, okay, Um, you've got him on, on these tax evasion charges. All right. You know, if, if there's a connection to his dad while his dad was in office, right? Because here's the other thing about impeachment that matters, right? Like, you you know, like there's, they're talking about all this stuff that Joe Biden did, all the other stuff. When did it happen? Right. I need to know the actual dates on when this shit happened, because if it happened when he wasn't in any office at all, I, I don't see how you can impeach him. Right. right. And then if it happened when he was vice president, I also don't know if you can impeach him because he was in a he was in a different office. It's about the office that you're in at the time. Right. As president, did you do these, you know, crimes, high crimes and misdemeanors? Right. Not prior to right. being president. Right. And and that could have been an issue that they ran into Trump with the whole Russia investigation. Um, but, you know, like that didn't get there. So with this. I mean, there's a lot of questions I have about the timing of some of their stuff that they're accusing Joe Biden of, even setting aside whether they have proof of it or not, right? It's just, does it even fit the timeline? And then if the timeline fits, do you have actual evidence of high crimes and misdemeanors, right? Because you, you, you need both of those things. The timing needs to make sense, and you have to have proof of some sort of wrongdoing, and those things need to align. If you don't have that, then I'm not sure what we're even talking about, but they're still going to drag this thing out. And
1: I mean, it's a pure political move. We know anyone who's being analytical right. about this. Because their no goal
0: case. is to get this. They, they, they want to time it up, right? So you've got your primaries coming up in February, right? Like, so what they're trying to do is get as much impeachment talk shit going as they can between January and September, Right, like let's try to get as much of it going as we can. Paint Joe Biden in the in a bad picture. Like let's drag Hunter Biden out there. Let's try to get as much on him out there. Let's get all of his lab, whatever was on his laptop. Let's try to get it public. Let's try to get you know remind people of Hunter Biden and the hookers and the cocaine and the drugs and the guns. Right, let's just try to make so even if they even if they can't make the connections they need to show money laundering and Joe Biden benefiting off of it, even if they can just. Get, it, get the idea that it might have been possible out there. They think that will be enough to get people to not vote for Joe Biden. Then the question is, will they vote for the GOP candidate or will they vote third party? And to them, either one of those is a win, right? Because or or not vote at all. Or not vote yeah. at all. Because as long as the votes aren't going to Joe Biden, then for them, that's a good thing. So they, I don't think they actually care whether they actually get to a full on impeachment as long as they can get just enough shit out in the air through depos- depositions and hearings and investigations, studying it, all that other stuff, because this could very well turn out to, you know, sometime around my birthday in early September or, or maybe, you know, early October. They come to the conclusion that they don't really have anything and they're not, they're, they're not going to worry about the impeachment now. They'll worry about it later, and then you just go into the election. If their guy wins, then... Fine, they're over it. If Joe Biden wins, then they'll pick it back
1: up then, right? And it, ge- it gives their support staff, whether it's actual staff or the folks in the media that support the GOP. Keeps it, them busy and it, keeps it, them fucking, keeps them from not fucking on the Senate hearing floor. Yeah, I uh, am I'm, I'm going to allow it, um, uh, but... In the old ramrod. All right, that's two. Um, but yeah, it gives, I mean, catch, catch, stop it, stop it. What's um, wrong with me? I don't know. I'm don't know. V- wondering the same thing. I don't know. Uh, but it, catchphrases and simple terms give these people ammunition to use in their barroom conversations, and their classroom conversations, where it's like, you know, I mean, I just want bring up Benghazi again the other day. I'm like, okay, you're pinned that on Hillary. There was a lot of bullshit in that too. But today, Benghazi isn't a, t- a legit political topic. And yet, Say the word Benghazi. Oh yeah, it's terrible, and it's all Biden's fault. I'm like, okay, how? Um,
0: I mean, it, it still it does amaze me, right, that people bring up Hillary and Benghazi. Like at this point, Hillary is literally a fucking grandmother going around writing books. Right. right. I mean, she's she's not running for president again. She's not running for political office. Bill Clinton is off writing books with James Patterson and, and hoping that no one digs into the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing right okay so I, I mean I didn't know he was
1: working with James Patterson I'm not a oh yeah Patterson. he's
0: written like three books with James Patterson oh wow okay I've read two of the three that he's written they're they're not
1: bad alright I mean again I'm, they're I'm, not a bad. Pa- I, I'm a James Patterson fan so I, I should look this
0: up I, I kinda am and then every time I read a James Patterson book I'm like was this actually good <laughs> Right, like, and I think the answer is yes, but it, like, they're they're the stories have layers, but they're not, like, no, they're not deep. They're not deep, and they're not like they're not written great, but they're good. They're good. They keep you engaged, and you're just like, I want to know what happened. Yeah, you know who
1: did it? Like the whole thing. Anyway, sorry. I watched the show Banshee on Showtime, which was the most gratuitous nonsense, violence, and sex ever, but I couldn't look away.
0: Right, right. (laughs) Same thing with like the Boys on Amazon Prime and everything. Anyway, so uh hunter biden um yeah i mean it it, like look I, i i would like a public hearing but if it you know like look i think he needs to like look now you're under a federal indictment for some hefty charges yeah um now you need to figure out the smart way to play this um figure out exactly how to deal with it like i mean tax evasion tax fraud stuff like that most people don't get from underneath that so you and your team need to be working on how to minimize the damage and figure out what to do to keep your ass out of jail for an extended period of time. Um, and don't let them catch you up in these other political games that they're playing. And so, you know, here's the thing. I think Hunter Biden, like if I'm Joe Biden, as fucked up as this sounds, I'm going to sit him down and be like, look, you need to take this bullet. Right. They want to talk to you in private. You talk to him in private. You want to talk to you in public. You talk to him in public. Don't say anything stupid, which for you is going to be a challenge, but, you know, do your best. I'm going to send my best people to kind of school you up. And then, you know, you need to plead this thing out and cooperate, give them everything they need. Hopefully we can keep you out of jail. If we can't, we'll try to minimize it, get you in the club fed. Um, And uh, that just needs to be that. Like, you lived a life of privilege. You've gotten away with a lot of shit. It's all come home to roost. And now it's time for you to fucking suck one up for the fucking Biden family team. I don't want to hear any shit out of you. Try not to get yourself on any drugs, and let's just get through this.
1: You just gave me a Wolf of Wall Street flashback, like Hunter Biden going to prison, and like, I'm terrified. Then I remembered, oh, right, I'm rich. And next thing you know, you see guy playing tennis and club fed, and you're like, yeah, not quite the same as Leavenworth.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, like and that's the nature and people want to get upset like oh entitled and rich whatever that that's the game right like that that's what that that is what it is and hopefully that's the conversation Joe has with Hunter and look I I just I am just tired of this whole thing with Hunter Biden because again he is not some sort of figure that matters in any of this they saw him they knew that he was a fucking dope they took advantage of him. Yeah, they put some money into his pocket. Did that money make it back to Joe Biden? I don't know, right? Like, it, it maybe maybe it did in in like because what they're trying to do is say that Hunter Biden they they that the Chinese or the Ukrainians put Hunter Biden in these positions, gave him all this money, and then Hunter Biden then turned around and got that money to Joe Biden, right, through different shell corporations or through payment repayments for loans right. or whatever. And like, if you can make that stick, then then so be it. Like, I, I've got. I, I like, I, there's no love lost between me and Joe Biden, right? He you, you've know, been clear. He doesn't know who the fuck I am. But either way, like, I'm just, I'm not a fan of his. I don't think that he's this great leader. I think that his administration has done some good things for the American people. But at the same time, I think they've made a lot of missteps and mistakes that haven't helped us, um, that have hurt us. And frankly, the last couple months, especially the last few weeks with Israel, makes it even harder for me to hold my nose and vote for this guy, if I have to. But if Trump ends up being the nominee, then what the fuck are my choices? I can't right. vote for that psychopath, so I'm stuck with this guy. You know, I mean, and this is where, you know, I've been paying close attention to kind of like the early primaries and looking at, you know, Iowa and looking at New Hampshire and looking at South Carolina, seeing Nikki Nikki Haley kind of make a a, a push through New Hampshire, wondering what she can do in her old home state of South Carolina, where she was the governor. Um, like Nikki Haley, just on paper, right, has the chops for this, right? Yeah. She was a governor. She was, you know, she she Secretary was a of state. She was a UN ambassador. UN ambassador. I'm sorry. Yes, right. Sorry. Like, so she's got foreign. She's got uh, foreign policy experience. She she also has experience managing a government on a large yeah. scale. She checks a lot of the boxes. My issue with her over time is that she's been a fence sitter. She's been kind of wishy washy. Um, you know, she kind of embraces her Indian heritage when it's convenient and other times completely buries it, which is why we call her Nikki, as opposed to her name, Nimrata. Um, so I have my issues with her, but could I hold my nose and vote for her over Biden? I could,
1: I, right? I, 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 I could, I could as well.
0: I absolutely could. Um, but I can't do it for Trump. I couldn't do it for DeSantis. Um, I don't know if I could do it for Chris Christie just cause he's so fucking sloppy. Um I I, and I I could vote for Christy I probably together. I I d I don't know. Chris Christie I probably could vote for, but I just looking at him it just he's so unappealing
1: in so many different ways.
0: And I know that's not that's, how we should vote no, for president. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I'm sorry,
1: like you dude, you, you you sloppy you, bag of shit. based on the sounds we were making minutes ago, it's clear right you don't give a fuck.
0: Right. And <laughs> um, um uh, you know, the, the, uh, um, Ramaswamy is, is 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 a clown, right? Like, yeah. I, I tried to give him some credit early on, but he has just proven to be a complete and utter clown. Um, you know, so this is really about... Really, it's. I think it's it's really between Trump, Nikki Haley, and outside shot with, like, DeSantis, but I just don't think DeSantis can make up the ground because his personality is just so god-awful. Um, and so this is what we're stuck with, you know? And so yeah. Hunter Biden... He's take one for the team and figure out a way to wrap, wrap this up and not drag it out and try not to make himself a star because, you know, Hunter Biden seems like the type that does like himself a little bit of attention. Um, so, you know, curb that. Do what you need to do. Uh, if you got to serve a little time, then, you know, they can – and your dad's the fucking president. He's going to pardon you anyway. You know, if you, if you get this wrapped up quickly enough – then it won't be that bad. Your dad pardons you and then so on. Although, Joe may be like, look, I am so tired of your shit. I think you need a little time in jail. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) My suspicion is that Hunter Biden will stay in the public eye as much as he can because I do, like you, I do think he's... And part of me will defend him and say that if I've had my name dragged through the mud over ridiculous shit, like, yeah, he was a drug addict. Yeah, he lied on a gun application. none of that's good. But his name has become a symbol and if I'm him, I'm like, I, I want to, to... say I want to clear my name isn't a, a lot to hope for, but at least... You can't get, clear get, your get, name. Get my side of the story out there, which is I like hookers in book. <laughs> I mean, clear his name? I got him I, on video. I, I, I said he can't clear his name. You I was saying those you words. He can't clear his I name. I just said that. I agree. Like, I agree. I'm, this
0: isn't about clearing your name. It's about how it's, fast we can fucking move on
1: from this. Like. I agree. Um... <laughs> All right. I want to clear my name. No, I didn't, okay. again, I said he can't clear his name, but okay. he can at least get his version of events out there and say basically this. What the yeah, fuck I, is I his version? He was fucking high on crack. He's high on crack and took a job from the Chinese government? Well, well, go. well Joe Biden, I like crack. He <laughs> got some crack. That was anyway. a really good joke by me, yes. I say. Um, moving on. All right, moving on. Yeah, so, so we talked about this last week. I'll throw the ball to you.
0: Uh, we're going on to the Katie Cox story. Yes, sir. So Katie Cox, uh, Supreme court of Texas comes in and says, Oh, we're going to, we're going to, before you, we, we go and and, you know, allow you to, you know, remove this fetus that will, you know, inevitably die either before birth or shortly thereafter, you know, the Texas Supreme court weighed in and said that they were, you know, going to put a stay on her ability to get the abortion. So she just said, fuck it and left and got the procedure elsewhere um and to me you know i sent that to you when i when i when the news story came up came across that her lawyer announced that she just said fuck it and went to another state uh think about it this woman is willing to risk prosecution in the state of texas to have a a non-viable fetus removed from her womb because the state stepped in and said no we need you to carry that to term whether it dies beforehand or after doesn't matter you need to carry it to term um even if it's, you know, impacts or is a danger to your health or your life, um, we for damn sure don't give a damn about your mental health, right? We're going to drag you through the mud no matter what we're going to do. Um, and if you go somewhere, then we're going to prosecute you. And she said, all right, fine, prosecute me. I'm going to do what I have to do. Um, and I mean, that just speaks for itself as to just how completely fucked this 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 whole situation is with abortion in some of these states. And how they're trying to control women's bodies, control women's decisions. Um, You cannot tell me that this is about life. You can't. You cannot tell me that this is about pro-life, given what we know, right? And and what that, what unfortunately, what the disease, the 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 illness, disease, whatever her child, fetus has, the kids don't survive. And if they do, it's an awful like life of its short span two weeks at the most and it's it's all they can do is try to make the baby feel comfortable until it dies so you want her to live through that you want her to experience that you want that baby to go through that you're so pro-life that's what you that's what you want someone to experience just so you can hold on to you saying that you're right about this particular issue are you out of your fucking mind and and
1: to go beyond that it also threatens her health
0: yeah, that's. So, I mean, that's, so, I mean, it's so just like she could die. Right? I mean, that's I mean, where we start, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's just like, hey, even if even if it even if it doesn't necessarily kill her, it could cause her to not be able to have children. It could cause right. all sorts of other particular issues with her body, possibly death. I I don't know how high the the potential for death is, but nonetheless, right, it does pose a risk and a danger to the mother. You have a fetus that is non-viable, and even if it is born, it will not survive beyond a certain a certain period of time. Um, and just the overall impact to not only her but her husband, her family—like, you really want people to go through? Like, it's hard enough that she's got to do what she has to do to to remove the fetus, and now you're saying, nah, just live with that through term." She, mind you, she's 20 weeks, right? So live with it for another. 16 weeks or, or yeah, whatever, right and, and then if the baby survives, you live with watching that baby in excruciating pain for however long it survives, and then the baby dies, and then you live with that as well. Right. That's what the state is
1: telling her that, that, that she has to do per their rule. And, and I, I want to put a bit of twist on that and saying. They didn't even have the courage to do to say that. They said, "No, we're just going to postpone this. We're not going to make a decision now." Well, the clock's ticking, folks. I mean, well, not courts more Well, not true. <laughs> but if 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 she would have said, "Okay, I'm staying in Texas, and we'll see how this plays out in court," you really think the court's going to get to a resolution on this in the weeks that matter? Well, that, that was her point. Right, like yeah. that was their point. They, they the were, it
0: was just like, well, I mean, we're, we'll we'll push this out for another two weeks, and then we'll have a hearing, and then we'll make a decision in another two weeks, and then right. we'll have another two weeks, and, that, and you know, like, oh, look, you're about to have it anyway, so
1: it's a moot point. And, and Abortion is an issue we have gotten more involved in lately because it's become so much in the spotlight. But um, this is an exact exact example of when people say, okay, you want to put an X number of week restriction, but we need to have the ability to deal with the exceptions and there's people who cannot say there's an exception here because all life is sacred. They're full of shit. You're right. But, but that's what, that's the card they're playing and they're risking this woman's life and possibly causing a horrific situation to stand on that line. My
0: question is this, right? Let's say the
1: fetus dies, right? Like
0: let's say you've got a woman where the fetus is non-viable and there's no heartbeat and the fetus is dead. Like, I'm not sure if in Texas they would allow you to have that removed. Oh, I'm pretty sure they would not. Right, like so. I mean, it's not that different than this. Right, like so. I mean, what, what, like you, no, We're it, not even talking about life at this point, right? Like no, this it's, is
1: this is just posturing and revolting. Yeah. All right, man. Do we want to wrap wrap it up on that high note, or do you want to let me trash Bill Maher? <sighs> Let's talk Show Otani. Okay, we'll talk Show Hayotani. If I want to trash Bill Maher, I'll do it solo. <sighs> Choyotani signs a $700 million contract. Show me the money. $700 million. And it's structured in a way that you described to me so I won't... Uh, Yeah, I
0: mean, it's pretty simple. They basically just deferred, like, 95% of the contract until basically after the contract is over, so he'll make $2 million a year. Now they do this for a couple different reasons, right? Like, everyone's going to the tax implications and all that other stuff because everybody's so smart because they all read the same article in Forbes. But really, the main reason why they're deferring is because Shohei Atani wants to win a World Series, right? If they're paying him... 70 70 million million a year then it's going to be hard to be able to stack that team with other viable players who can help the Dodgers get to a championship. Now, the Dodgers are already pretty good, but by only paying him $2 million a year over the life of the contract, there is plenty of money left over for them to bring in other superstars and pull a Yankee or a Red Sox move where they basically buy a championship. They're not hiding this, right? Like, that is the main impetus behind them deferring all that money is like, hey, we think you're this valuable. Now, there's people out there saying, oh, the Dodgers will never make that money up and this contract will never be worth it. Uh, bullshit. Well, now let me explain it to you. The Dodgers will absolutely make their money back on Shohei Ohtani, right now. You, the only asterisk to that is his health, right, and how long he can remain healthy. He's already had two Tommy John surgeries, so the question is, will he be able to pitch again and be the dual threat of pitcher and batter? That I don't know. It's hard to say. I think it's amazing that he was able to pitch the way that he was after having already won Tommy John surgery. So maybe he could come back and maybe he could be a relief pitcher and still do what he does with the bat.
1: I don't know. But the wor- the worst, Sorry, the worst job in sports is general manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers in 2033 because you're going to be strapped with this contract where you're going to be bleeding money. The, the, the current GM isn't going isn't to be there in 10 years. It doesn't. So he doesn't care that this is going to blow up the team in ten years. It's he wants to blow the win team now. In 10 years. Well, if they got to pay six hundred million dollars to someone who's not on the
0: team. Yeah, but that six hundred million dollars is going to be spread out over another, I think, ten or twenty years or something along those lines. Okay, it'll be, it'll be another Bobby Benia situation, which is amazing, right? We all love yes. Bobby Benia for that contract, but Bobby which Benia was, gets a
1: couple million a year. I know, and this is, this is a lot different. It's a lot more. But
0: if do you honestly think? That the Dodgers are sitting, are keeping that money in a non-interest-bearing account. Like, come on, like they're like by the time they get there, um, like this money is going to be set aside in a whole different account. And I promise you that it probably won't even count against their salary cap at the time. Not that baseball even has right. an actual salary cap. So, like I like that, I wouldn't be concerned about. I'm not worried about their future GM's ability to to field a team because I, I don't think that money is going to actually impact their ability to pay for players because you set that money aside. You have different ways, like, I mean, like, you can put that money in the market. Like, there's a lot of different ways that you can build upon that money to make sure that it doesn't hurt the team. And I think that if Shohei Otani still stays healthy for a few seasons, then they see that money back. Like, he brings the whole Japanese market to the LA Dodgers. Also, it's the LA Dodgers, which they've got a massive fan base. Um, you also take into account that if they are as good as they potentially can be you've got deep playoff runs you've got all the stuff that comes with that you've got all the marketing and everything else that will happen around him that will generate and drive revenue not to mention tv deals because people are going to want to see him not only in the u.s but around the world the la dodgers will absolutely make this money back and it seems like an insane investment and it is but the way that they structured this deal makes it very viable and I, and I don't think it's the last time that we'll see it. I think some of the people who did these deals early, with whether it's a Bryce Harper. Or uh, oh my god, the dude for the other dude out there with the angels, Mike uh, Trout. Yeah, Trout. Trout like in Trout, Steel seems like a fucking steal at this point. A <laughs> mere um, four hundred million, him. right? But I mean, you look at some of those other deals, and now that some of these other teams are looking at ways like that, they can do similar things. And if the athletes are smart, they would take it, right? Um, because you want all that money, why? So that you know that you're good after the game. Right, like so, if you can make a few million dollars while you're playing, and then you know that you literally have damn near a billion dollars coming to you after you retire, right? Then all of a sudden, that like, if you can get the player to to see that, right, like then then it becomes a way. Like the Indians would never do, or the Guardians would never do this, right? Just because the, the no one, they're just not gonna do. We'll never have a player like that. Uh, but for some of these other teams. Um, you know, like, like this all of a sudden, like this may be a way that they can get into the game with some of the higher end players. Now, uh, look, you got to have, you got to have the bank to be able to do this and to, be, to even make this offer. And there's not a ton of teams that can, right. The Dodgers were in a, you are in a unique position just because they're the Dodgers, but it's still, it's still interesting. Um, and we'll see how he comes back after this Tommy John surgery. We'll see what all he's able to do. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. But it is it is pretty wild.
1: You know, I, I there's like ten different angles that I could want to take here. But I know that uh, we're recording this shortly before the Steelers kick off, and uh, I know that you would like to get to watch your game. So that is great. I will. That is great. I will. I will spare everyone the uh, the rant about how Trevor Bauer could end up costing the Dodgers a shit ton of money because they canned him, and that all blew up in their face. Different discussion. We can do that soon. Why don't you bring Trevor into this? Because because he's in Japan or mm-hmm. Korea. I think he's in Korea. That so does we, not matter. Well, <laughs> Who right. cares? He's in Asia playing baseball because the Dodgers got rid of him, and then the evidence that they got rid of him over turned out to be at the very best flawed. Yeah. And so if I'm him, I'm suing the fuck out of the Dodgers, and that money won't get deferred over three hundred years. <laughs>
0: No, I mean but uh, that money also again won't come from that same pool of money where player salaries come from. Like that's the, like yeah. and it, you got to understand how these uh, like how like how the money works in, in sports and it's complicated. It's it's insanely complicated. It, it, like figuring out the salary cap for the NFL team like I right. I've, I've kind of got it down. Right. But even still, like I like there's people I reach out to It's just like, I feel like I'm seven million dollars off here. How is that? Right. And they're like, oh, well, you forget about this and you forget about that. And then this doesn't start until then. And then you like you do. The, and there's like still two lines of formula and code that you have to put in You're like, oh, that's how I account for that. It's it's insanely complicated. And I'm getting into it more. Because, you know, I've got two nephews that are transitioning from college that may be going into the NFL. So I am getting a better understanding of how these contracts work because I don't want them to get into really bad, shitty contracts. Um, and it, it is, like, it's a Shit. whole, it, it's a, it is a graduate-level course on, on
1: money. There, it, there's, it's insane. There's a Bill's podcast called Buffalo Plus, and there's a guy named Dan Fates who's one of the hosts. And he uses the line all the time the salary cap isn't real. And you always hear about this team can't afford this guy, and then suddenly the bill signed Von Miller to a six-year $120 million deal when they were supposedly $4 million over the cap, and it's like, okay, there's some shell some shell game going yeah, on here. I mean,
0: he's right. The salary cap isn't real, but the manipulations to get under the cap to sign a guy like a Von Miller, that is very real, mm-hmm. and it is it is not base-level math that they're doing no, to, no, to, to get there. I mean, it is like when you when you We're see turn how listen to a signing bonus and listen to that and yeah dude when you you see some of the stuff they do and the timing of when players get what and how like i mean you know money that's not real that you know they know guys will never make and the guys know that they're never going to make it it's sure. just, it's insane but uh sure
1: the di- big big difference between the two though, is NFL contracts are not guaranteed major league baseball contracts are so whether it's 2033, 2053. Although that's shifting a- shifting a little bit in the NFL,
0: right? I mean, like, so... Well, yeah, guys will hold out to make sure they get guaranteed money. Well, they know no, they I mean, get- just, like, think about it. Deshaun Watson, his whole thing is guaranteed. Like, yeah. a lot of Josh Allen's money is guaranteed. Yeah. A lot of these court, like a lot of these quarterbacks are taking a lot of money guaranteed up front, and they're deferring some of it to the back end, and then some of it's being shifted into signing bonuses over the course of time. Some of it's being shifted into roster bonuses. Like, they- there's a lot oh, yeah. of different ways to... It's a shell game. It, it-, it really yeah. is. And you know, if you've got a guy who's good at it, right? Then then your team is in pretty good shape. If you got a group that's not good at it, your team is not in good shape. And
1: we've got a number of those teams in a lot of different sports. But um, anyway, all right, that's a good wrap. It up point. Good luck to your Steelers this afternoon. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever the fuck. Um, and we're done. Threads, threads, and threads. Because who for, who could forget threads?